This is AgriPulse Daybreak for Tuesday, June 1st, brought to you by Edge Dairy Farmer Cooperative. Good morning. I'm Jeff Daly. Here's today's headlines. Beauty Judge says direction needed on infrastructure. Biden budget spares farm programs. And Burma coup keeps U.S. ag exports depressed. Beauty Judge, critical week for infrastructure talks. Congress is out this week, but Biden administration officials say they'll continue to work with Senate Republicans toward an infrastructure deal. Now, to recap, Republicans came back with a counteroffer last week, close to $1 trillion. It's still far under Biden's latest proposal of $1.7 trillion. Over the weekend, Transportation Secretary Pete Buttigieg told CNN, it's very much going to be a work week for us and for conversations that are ongoing with Congress. By the time that they return, we need a clear direction. The top GOP negotiator, West Virginia Senator Shelley Moore Capital, insists there is a hunger for bipartisanship. Capitol quotes Biden as telling her, quote, let's get this done, and I think that means that his heart is in it, she told Fox News on Sunday. Biden budget spares farm programs. One of the most notable things about President Joe Biden's first budget is what's not in it, cuts to farm programs or crop insurance. Biden's budget also fully funds USDA's network of county offices. The budget details his plan to ramp up spending at the Agriculture Department for climate research and agricultural adaptation. But Senate Agriculture Committee Chairman Debbie Stabenow reiterated that the money being proposed for climate smart agriculture is less than what she thinks is needed. She said she will, quote, continue to push for additional investment that builds on the president's commitment to climate smart agriculture. She wants to add $50 billion in conservation spending to a climate and infrastructure bill. By the way, USDA's budget includes a defense of Biden's proposed to tax capital gains at death and eliminate the stepped-up basis on inherited assets. USDA repeats an earlier assertion that only 2% of farms would face capital gains tax for as long as they stay in operation. Those 2% would owe tax on non-farm assets, USDA says. The Biden-Harris administration is committed to American agriculture, family farms, ranches, and the rural way of life, the budget says. Military coup in Burma continues to depress U.S. ag trade. All of the U.S. shipments of agriculture commodities to Burma that were stuck in port as a result of the February 1 military coup have been unloaded. But the country's troubles are still hurting trade, particularly soy meal. That according to the latest analysis from the USDA's Foreign Agriculture Service. The report from the FAS office in Rangoon explains importers cannot place new orders due to the scarcity of shipping lines and high shipping costs. They have been largely unable to place new orders since the end of March. Sources indicate that some orders with U.S. suppliers have been canceled after shipping lines denied shipments to Burma. U.S. agriculture exports to Burma rose sharply over the past nine years, reaching about $167 million worth of soybean meal, soybeans, distillers' grains, wheat, and other commodities in 2020. That according to FAS data. 
Soybean meal is the largest commodity sold to Burma by the U.S. The U.S. shipped $92.3 million of it to Burma in 2020. We'll have more AgriPulse Daybreak after this. Today's Daybreak is sponsored by Edge Dairy Farmer Cooperative, a powerful advocate in Washington for farmers throughout the Midwest. Dairy farmers have always been leaders in caring for the environment, and they continue to lead in addressing changing climate conditions. We believe environmentally focused policies affecting agriculture should be guided by farmers, grounded in science, driven by the market, and sufficiently flexible to allow for innovation at the farm level. Welcome back to AgriPulse Daybreak. WTO greenlights panel to consider China's tariffs on Australian barley. The World Trade Organization dispute settlement body has agreed to set up a panel to consider Australia's complaint that China is unfairly taxing Australian barley. China's imposing anti-dumping duties of 73.6% and countervailing duties of 6.9% on Australian barley. The Chinese duties imposed last year around the time that China lifted a ban on U.S. barley, commonly seen by Australia as punishment for its demand for an international investigation into the source of the COVID-19 outbreak. China, according to a Geneva official, said it would vigorously defend itself in the proceedings and was confident that the duty measures would be found consistent with WTO requirements. Take note, the WTO's appeals court is still non-functional and the U.S. continues to block the appointment of the appellate judges needed to get it up and running. Mexico, on behalf of more than a 100 member countries, introduced another proposal to start the process of installing new appellate judges, but the U.S., quote, said it was not in a position to support the proposed decision and continues to have systemic concerns with the appellate body, the Geneva official said. U.S. Meat Export Federation launched diversification in meat exports. Pork and beef shipments to some of the biggest U.S. markets were down in March, but overall exports hit new record highs thanks to the diversification of trade, according to the U.S. Meat Export Federation. Our leading pork market, China, was down significantly, yet pork exports still set new volume and value records, according to U.S. MEF Chair Pat Binger, who also heads international sales for Cargill Protein North America. The leading beef market, Japan, was also down, but beef exports set new value record and beef muscle cut volume was the largest ever. We know there will always be twists and turns in our top markets, which makes diversification extremely important. Baker, in a statement after the U.S. MEF Spring Conference this week, highlighted particularly strong export growth to countries in Southeast Asia, Central and South America, and to Africa. Senate passes legislation to keep CFTC whistleblower office operating. The Senate has passed a bill to keep the whistleblower office at the Commodity Futures Trading Commission operating. The Customer Protection Fund, which is used to pay whistleblowers and to help run the office, was nearing depletion due to the success of the program and award payments to a growing number of highly qualified whistleblowers, the National Whistleblower Center said. 
Ag Committee Chair Debbie Stabenow of Michigan worked with ranking member John Bozeman of Arkansas and Iowa Republican Chuck Grassley on the legislation. Here's today's He Said It. We're based on an idea that we hold these truths to be self-evident, that all men and women are created equal. We're unique in the world. That President Joe Biden, in an address at Veterans Memorial Park, Newcastle, Delaware, May 30th. Well, that's Daybreak for this Tuesday, June 1st, brought to you by Edge Dairy Farmer Cooperative. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak, I'm Jeff Daly.